Hey, Hope family, happy Friday to you all. It is Memorial Day weekend, and I'm sure you've got all sorts of plans for the weekend. And isn't it such a blessing that those plans, whether indoors or out, don't have to involve masks anymore? I know many are eager to ditch those things, and we are excited that we have reached a point where the powers that be have decided it is both safe and wise to leave that choice up to the individual. If you haven't heard, that's what's happening here in New Jersey, and that's also what's happening here at the church. We are no longer asking you to wear masks while in the building. You, obviously, are welcome to continue to do so. But that is not the ask we are putting forth. The last two weeks on Mondays and Fridays, we've been looking at the topic of disagreeing without without dividing. So it only feels fitting to talk about masks. Removing myself from the events of the last year, if that were only possible, the fact that masks have been the greatest cause of tension amongst the leadership in the body of our church is kind of mind-blowing. I mean, take your pick from the other things that came up last year. Black Lives Matter, police brutality, Trump versus Biden... But masks, that was the thing that we had the most conversation about. And I don't think we here at Hope have any major unrepairable fissures in our church because of any of those issues. But again, masks seem to be the topic that dominated most of the conversations that I had with people when it came to those divisive topics of the last year. Masks, like so many other things, became quickly politicized. Part of me gets it, and part of me is still confused by it all. And for us as church leadership, after being told we could not meet in March, April, and May of 2020, when we were told we could meet, but we'd have to social distance and wear masks, the choice was easy. We'll take meeting with distance and masks masks over not meeting at all. We made the conscious decision to put forth our guidance and really our policy, only we weren't going to police it. Some of you certainly noticed that not everyone wore a mask as they were asked to. But we didn't go up to them and ask them to pull their mask up over their nose. We didn't stop anyone from entering our building. You certainly heard me and Mark talk about it many times in announcements, during messages, and even at our annual uh, partners meeting. But we never pulled people aside and told them what they had to do. We, in large part, left it up to you. We made the appeal, but it was up to the to each individual to respond to that appeal. We had no interest in making it a political statement. We had no interest in over-spiritualizing the act of wearing a mask. Really, it was as simple as our governing authorities said we can meet if we do this. We are subject to our governing authorities, so we will do this. The elders put out what we were asking our people to do, and now it was up to each person to submit themselves to that or not. Now, let me say, many of you did exactly what was asked of you. Many of you, because you agreed with the decision and would have done it anyway, and others never wanted to wear a mask, didn't think that they were helpful in containing the spread of COVID, and even thought they were an example of government overreach, yet you wore your mask anyway. And to you, a very heartfelt thank you. And I know what you're thinking. Dave, today, May 28th, The day that we don't have to wear masks, that we don't have to talk about them, we don't have to think about them anymore, and here you are, and the only thing you're talking about is masks. Why are you the way you are? And listen, it's a fair question, one I've been asked many times, and I'm not just trying to agitate you. I'm building towards something here, so trust me, hold out hope that we'll get somewhere. Over the last two episodes that I've done, we have looked at Romans 14. We have seen that there are gray areas. They exist. Not everything is black and white. 
And this isn't just the word of some flaky, hippie, liberal pastor who said so. It's Paul. He says in Romans 14.1, Welcome new believers and do not quarrel over disputable matters. Disputable matters exist. And once we acknowledge that we should be sure not to quarrel over them and we should be convinced in our own mind. That's where we ended on Monday's podcast. So once we are convinced in our own mind, what do we do? Well, we love our neighbors, whether they agree with us or not. Let's take a look at what Paul says in Romans 14, 10 to 13, and then we'll get back to those masks. There, Paul says, Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue confess to God. So then, each of us will give an account of himself to God. Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. Those with a weak faith should not despise those with a stronger faith, and those with a strong faith should not judge those with a weak faith. That is what Paul is saying here. So, if you were convinced that you didn't have to wear a mask because God would protect you and you're not going to submit yourself to tyrannical rule, then you will have to give an answer before God for that decision. I think Paul would also say that you should wear a mask while at church so as to not put a stumbling block before your brother or sister, nor should you judge those wearing masks as being fearful or cowards. And if you were convinced that wearing a mask was an easy way to love your neighbor and a practical safety measure, then you will have to give account for that before the Lord. You should wear a mask as you see fit, but you should not judge those who decide not to. You must move toward them in love. This, I grant you, is difficult business, and it applies to so much more than masks. And maybe now it doesn't even apply to masks at all because we don't have to wear them. And all God's people said, Amen. But, the point is that we will inevitably come to different convictions. Sometimes those convictions are not only in our face, but literally on them. They are hard to avoid. But as followers of Christ and brothers and sisters in Christ, we have to do that hard work to love one another and pursue what makes for peace and for mutual building up, as Paul says in verse 19. There will be other times where our difference in convictions lay beneath the surface for long stretches of time, but how will, we, how will we react when they bubble to the surface? Those who are strong in their faith must seek to remove any stumbling blocks from those weaker in their faith, and those weaker in their faith must refuse to cast judgment on their brothers and sisters who are stronger in their faith. We must view each other with charity and love. As Paul will go on to say in chapter 15, we must each please our neighbor for his good to build him up, not judge him and put him in his place. That, as Paul has already said, is God's job. So, masks are behind us. But what differences of convictions lay ahead? How can we move towards one another in love when our differences threaten to separate us? Where has your strong faith turned selfish and you now have placed stumbling blocks in the way of those who aren't where you are in your convictions? Where has your weak faith put you in a place of superior, superiority, playing the judge for those who do not adhere to your convictions? How can you instead seek to please your neighbor for the sake of building them up and instead of asking them to please you by adhering to your standards?